Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello everyone, I am Katie Petrick, joined as always by David Fiorazzo. Hello. And boy and girl. Do we have some nonsense to talk about today? All right, we're going to start not too far from our own little home state of Wisconsin, just across the big, big, bad border of the Mississippi River into Minnesota. So pay attention, Minnesota teachers. If you want to keep your license and stay in the classroom, the state board will now be forcing you to act as agents of leftist social change. Change. David. Yes. You want to be a teacher in Minnesota? What do you have to do? According to the governor, governor, Governor Walz's appointees, here's the headline, will require Minnesota educators to affirm students' gender dysphoria, turn kids into agents of social change. So Minnesota will require all educators in the state to embrace contemporary leftist theories about sex and race and to inflict them on students. So as of 2025, teachers' licenses will be conferred on those individuals in the state proven willing to disrupt normalcy, affirm minors' gender dysphoria, reject Eurocentrism, accept that knowledge is racially informed, mm -hmm. and embrace various other ideological fads presently in favor with the radical left. We've got someone pushing back, I'm sure more than one, but this is an interesting story. Check out this video. My name is Karen Miller. I'm a secondary English teacher whose license lapsed during COVID. I reviewed the proposed changes to the standards of effective practice and was shocked to discover that in order to renew my license, instead of teaching students to identify and label the parts of speech, I would have to teach students to identify who they are based on their race and gender and label whether they are a victim or an oppressor based solely on their skin color. Instead of teaching them how to write a five paragraph essay, I would have to teach them how to interpret all of history and current events in light of systemic oppression, institutional racism, intersectionality, and white supremacy. Instead of promoting similes, metaphors, and descriptive writing, I would have to promote equity, affirm all gender orientations, and implement social and emotional learning. Instead of training students how to become good communicators, I would have to train them how to become political activists. These proposed standards have abandoned academics and replaced them with politically and ideologically charged content that aligns more with Marxist socialism than American democracy. Yes, remember those last yep. lines, aligns more with Marxist socialism than American democracy. I'm going to toss it over to Katie in a minute, but these new requirements apply to K through 12 public and charter school teachers alike, uh, impacting children statewide and the red state. Oh, that's right. It's a blue state over there in Minnesota, deep blue. Uh, the teacher licensing board there is called the Professional Educators Licensing and Standards Board, and the board's 11 members were all, drum roll please, appointed by Democrat Governor Tim Waltz. Take it oh, away, Katie. Oh, wow, so there's no politics involved whatsoever. No this politics is, in education. This is completely in utterly professional as i've been told especially when we're talking about educational licensing boards completely professional no politics completely unbiased everything is on the up and up 
when all 11 members have been appointed by Democrat governor Tim Walz, whose history (laughs) is before him. Oh, we Uh, wish we we had time to go into some of that, but we don't. But it's quite fascinating because for some reason today, when you just said affirm, my brain started running and how she said affirm. And we've talked about this word many a time, but it's... I, no wonder we use the word affirm because we cannot no longer confirm anything. <laughs> Everything you must affirm of a student because you can't, you're not allowed to confirm because that would mean something is like done. Like you are a boy, you are a girl, confirmed. You <clears throat> affirm, they can be whatever they want. That's always right. changing, always changing. It has confirm to be, would mean some right. sort of finality and we can't have that. Yeah, there would have we to be truth, truth involved. There would have to be truth involved and we can't yeah. have that. Yeah. But speaking specifically back, I guess we should get to this specific story with the Professional Educators Licensing and Standards Board, or the PELSB, as they like to go by. (laughs) They are responsible for approving and overseeing the teacher preparation providers in the state. Their training standards for both public and charter school teachers are defined in their Standards of Effective Practice for Teachers. As someone, anyone who's been licensed to be a teacher has gone through the teacher programs... (laughs) programming, if you will, at the college level. We have to get officially licensed, and every state does something maybe a little different, but they're all generally the same. You have to basically dot the I's, cross the T's in the manner that they want you to. Mm -hmm. It may not be in the manner you believe, because if you go outside of their boundaries, they will not license you. So if they are putting these new requirements in there, they must yeah. abide by them or they will, again, not be in the classroom. That's a good point to make. And um, it will be about what they want, not necessarily what you believe. And teachers, I believe, go in. I, I used to say most teachers because I come from a family of teachers. But I think some teachers go in with the best of intentions. They really want to educate. I don't think that's the majority anymore. I think there, there are a lot of uh, radicals. There are a lot of social justice activists and people that just believe in these leftist ideologies. And it would be fascinating to know, just not only with the Minnesota teachers here, but interviewing all potential teachers across the board, across the nation, as to list for me top five reasons you have decided to go into teaching. And if those same five reasons, they will, if, if the actual passion to educate the future children, it might not be one, two, or even three. At this point, yeah. the way and you'll know you'll know the truth of what they really mean is by the words mm-hmm. they use. If they are like, "I want to make a change in education," if they yeah. use the term equity anywhere yeah. in their diversity, if they use any of that language that it's been put into their brains, you'll know that what you're going to get that end result, whatever they get licensed to be, is going to only abide by what people apparently yeah. in Minnesota would approve of, yeah. but. Maybe not what your parents and family members who are actual teachers and want to help students to think, not tell them what they have to think. There may be something out there like that, but I wish Gallup, Pew, Rasmussen, mm. do a, do something like that on why people go into teaching and what's their motive. But uh, they're managing to cram more CRT and LGBT activisms into Minnesota schools and a lot of blue states. And they're taking out more uh, true American history. And that's what's happening now. So still to come... Uh, new evidence shows a California school district partnered with a health care facility to provide children with gender transition hormones, I said children, and surgeries, but there's more, without parental consent. We're talking about that next. 
You think you're sending your kid to school to get educated. You think that your child or children will not be given an option or encouragement, open encouragement, to begin their gender transition, if they are (laughs) thinking about that, right there in the school, without you, mom and dad, ever knowing. Think again. It is happening. And we have documents that were obtained through a recent FOIA request, or Freedom of Information Act, that reveal a California school district partnered with a healthcare facility. So you're having a school partner with actual who, people who are supposed to be following science, healthcare facility, to provide children with gender transition hormones and surgeries, not just information about them, the actual act of gender transition hormones being put into young children's bodies and surgeries life-altering surgeries without ever telling the parents, without parental consent. The school district is the Davis Joint Unified School District, DJUSD, and it's paired with CommuniCare. Hmm, what, a, what an organization. CommuniCare. Communi-care. They're providing these services under the guise of calling it a mental health program for K-12 students. Sounds like they care. They care for the community. <laughs> CommuniCare. Anyway. I get it. According to CommuniCare's website... They offer cross-sex hormone medications like testosterone, estradiol, and spironol lactone. See, these are big, long science words. Easy for you to say, and you're educated. Spironolactone, right? (laughs) Letters for medical clearance to undergo transition, transition surgeries and assistance with legal name and gender documents. Several school contracts that exist between the DJUSD, so uh, the Davis Joint Unified School District, and community care. These, this is what was obtained in the FOIA. Uh, it showed that the clinicians must obtain written parental consent for limited primary health care. But, can we do another drum roll? Okay. Bing! Uh, it makes an exception for confidential sexual and reproductive health services what? for the students. Yes, yes. The things that potentially are the most life-altering are the ones that you don't have to let the parents know about it so basically the school in conjunction with these clinicians then can provide sexual health services to the minors without informing the parents (laughs) we call it a loophole around here david (laughs) what are your thoughts on this one well i call it demonic when you're trying to push (laughs) these radical ideas on young vulnerable children without parental consent that's that's not a loophole that's just evil like, can we just say this? And one of the reasons we talk about these things, some of you, if you're a longtime listener or watcher, over and over again, it's because silence in the face of evil is itself evil. A lot of people across the country don't even know this is going on because certainly the, the big media outlets are not going to report on the, the Democrat darling uh, teachers' unions in the public schools and what's really happening. So that's why we're talking about it. But yeah, this is, I was looking at that. Um, uh, the affirming services for Yolo County's LGBTQ plus community. There, the word affirming it keeps coming up again. It's affirming, and again, you can't confirm anything because that would be that a would truth. Be truth, yeah. Uh, issue. So we just but, affirm it. Yeah, communicate. Um, but it's clearly. I mean, you got two guys there hugging and kissing, well, and you got the, the the happy couple, one with the pink hair, and 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 then it gets into the healthcare, and so. You're getting, you're kind of getting mixed messages here. So you got the LGBTQ community, and you got health, you got health centers. So this is the community care health center. So, uh, but this is, it, it's a, it's subtle. They're putting this out there. There, it's what do you call that? 
Uh, well, programming is is one way, but they're putting this out Subliminal there. Subliminal messaging, desensitizing. Yeah, desensitizing. Desensi yep. yeah, our kids are desensitized in certain things and very sensitized in other things. Yeah. Uh, it was actually a parent, thankfully, who was like, "You know what? I want to know what's actually happening in in my school district, in my kid's school." And a it was actually parent. the parent who yeah. filed that FOIA. So parents file Freedom of Information Act requests to get actual every putting them on record stating what they are supposed to be teaching. And so the memo that came down uh, just at the end of December revealed all the intents and purposes of what CommuniCare does with the school district. And the FOIA revealed that the school district is going to allow students as young as 12 years old to be treated by CommuniCare clinicians regarding their gender transition and parents will not be notified unless the child consents. Hmm. That should alarm you, mom and dad. If you're definitely if you're in that school district, but this is should be encouragement. All of you, wherever you are in the nation, file a Freedom of Information Act request. It's not that difficult to do. If you honestly need that much help, let me know. But you can find out typical forms, standard forms to fill out and file it to get information on what's happening in your school. And just so everyone's aware, even if you don't have kids in your school, you should care about this because, of course, tax dollars are paying for all of this because why wouldn't mm -hmm. they pay for all of this? The K-12 partnership that they have is funded through something called Mental Health Student Services Act. Yeah, Again, but where this, do they get that money? Yeah, which means <laughs> tax dollars right. because CommuniCare is receiving funding from Yolo County. And in, in this instance with them, I think they do mean you only live once. YOLO. 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 County Health and Human Services, which was awarded the grant and is responsible for distributing funding to promote this program in the schools. So basically, mom and dad, if you live in California, your tax dollars are funding secret gender transitions of kids mm -hmm. in your state-run schools. In California, maybe the first in a lot of this type of stuff, but they're certainly not the last. So read on with that. Now... When we come back, a new report finds that hundreds of Chicago, hey, let's get back in the Midwest, yes. Chicago teachers and school officials sexually groomed and assaulted students over the past few years. So that's next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D educated support this show and a great american company well chicago schools look out and more importantly children in chicago schools please look out because a new report finds that hundreds of chicago teachers and school officials groomed and sexually assaulted. I'm going to say it groomed and sexually assaulted students or engaged in policy violations over the past four years. And I'm sure a lot longer. The Chicago Public Schools Office of the Inspector General released an annual report about a week ago. And it said it substantiated more than 70 misconduct allegations out of more than 600 complaints for just this last school wow. year. Since October of 2018, the watchdog uh, said that the policy violations were found in 302 investigations. That's delightful, isn't it, now? Here's, here's just some of the examples. We, we, we're not going to go into all of them <laughs> because we're not going to go into all of them, but 
me and David are just going to give you a couple of different examples of what uh, has happened, the, that it, these violations and this grooming and sexual assault has been happening in Surely Chicago schools. Surely you exaggerate, Katie. I do not. I do not. Here you go. One of the investigations uh, concluded that a teacher groomed and sexually assaulted a 17-year-old student three times. That teacher was charged with multiple counts of sexual assault. After a November 2022 trial, so just not that long ago, the teacher was acquitted on all accounts. The report said despite evidence provided by the student and social media records. So that's that's great. You know, sometimes we report on this like, oh, a teacher was found to potentially allegedly. Yeah. We always got to use allegedly. allegedly. Right? It's always allegedly, you know sexually assaulted, groomed, you would say, uh, students, and then we don't hear about what happens next. Well, in this instance, even though there's plenty of evidence showing mm. that it happened, they were they were acquitted on all counts. Wow. So that's great. What's what's another example that we have here, David? Well, well first, I just want to read the sub, the, not the, yeah, the subheading of the article. It says, one Chicago school administrator took a student to a play and took her on trips to Las Vegas, Los Angeles and abroad. Well, Th this is according to the report. Well, yes. Do you, would you like to to we could talk more detail about that because there's more detail into Go that ahead, line. because people have a hard time believing that. The, the first question would be, how did her parents not know that this teacher took her to out out of all these other, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, all these cities? And yeah, that's that's the fascinating one yeah. on that. So it's a high school gym teacher who allegedly. Oh no, that's not that one. <laughs> I'm getting into different ones. There, right. The chart, It was a charter school administrator took a high school junior to a Broadway play that was in downtown Chicago. Okay. When Chicago. at the play then in downtown Chicago, he touched her leg during the performance, according to the report. And then after the show, while he was driving the, the student home, he slid his own hand down the front of the student's pants. But then he also may have touched some genitalia involved here. And then the administrator... Wait a minute, while driving... <laughs> I'm it's sorry. Chicago traffic. They oh, were probably right. stopped at Hawaii, okay. Chicago traffic. Um, the administrator also took, the, it says, the student on trips to Las Vegas, Los Angeles, London. What? And the Bahamas. How is this? Uh, that's, and the administrator yeah. resigned after the investigation and all that. They recommended that he be terminated. But so he instead, resigned instead, so he could we'll keep just, his retirement and all insurance and stuff like that? Well, isn't that how that works? All right. Well, I want to go back to the investigation that revealed uh, one of the staff members had sex with a high school girl over the course of a year when she was 16 to 17 years old. The girl was also given alcohol and marijuana. Of course. And, but it doesn't stop there. Uh, she purchased marijuana for him. Oh, very, hey, you know, she's giving back in this yes, instance. Yes, yes, yeah. and there were hundreds of text messages. When the staff member became aware that he might be under investigation, he allegedly threatened to kill the girl and her family. He was arrested and eventually sentenced to time served and four years probation. Oh, probation. After That's pleading nice. guilty Just to probation. sexual assault and criminal sexual abuse. What about the death threat? Yes, it's, it's, it, do you see a pattern here? Sexually assaulting, grooming children, basically going scot-free. Like, or, where's the justice? Slap on the wrist, goodbye, goodbye. Yeah, that pattern but of the, no justice? Exactly. But we, before we go on this topic, um, <clears throat> I'd just like to give <clears throat> the district's response. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Get, Mary get. Fergus, the executive director of Media Relations, said they work to investigate all issues of misconduct among their 40,000 team members. Quote, <clears throat> As a district, we take seriously our responsibility to serve our families with integrity 
and to address individuals who breach CPS policies and the public's trust and hold them accountable. CPS will continue to ensure our district policies and procedures support the highest ethical standards to ensure our valued team members act in the best interest of our students. Garbage! <coughs> Where's the shovels? Hold them accountable? Did you hear? We take it seriously. 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 All right. Well, still to come, has digital tipping, like tipping with money, often uh, done at various locations, but has the digital version of having to do the tipping gotten out of control? Well, one woman seems to think so after she went on a TikTok rant after an airline asked if she wanted to leave a tip after being forced to pay a fee to check her bag. We're going to talk about it next. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, this is one of those human interest stories, not necessarily an educational story, but it's, it, it's like the, the headline. It's, it's life education. It's life education. <laughs> life education. Here's the headline. This has gotten completely out of hand. A woman, 24, sparks furious debate after expressing her outrage at being asked to tip an airport employee who checked her in. So do you agree with her? So here are the bullet points here. Her name is Addison, 24. Um, she revealed an airport employee asked her for a tip uh, after checking her luggage. A confused Addison claimed tipping culture had gotten completely out of hand. The 24-year-old went on a viral rant as she discussed the topic of tipping etiquette. While many slammed crazy tipping requests, others branded the 24-year-old entitled for refusing to tip. Let's watch the video. Y'all, this tipping situation has gotten totally out of hand. And I am in the service industry. Like, this is how I live. I get it. Tell me why I get to the airport after paying $400 for a flight and I'm going to pay for my $35 checked bag. The guy says to me, okay, you have to pay in credit card, but you can tip in cash. I look to him like this. So I pull out my credit card, he hands me the little iPad thing, and he goes, what would you like to leave for a tip? Okay, so Katie, I had to pay with the credit card, but you can tip in cash. <laughs> the, I, I, you maybe, know what? You're maybe about, that was her first you're flight. You're about ready to be a TikTok star. Let's go viral with you. This oh, is boy. a story that's just fascinating to me, because there is something, anytime, it doesn't matter where you are, if you are asked to tip, like on the computer screen. And this happens to me, obviously, all the time because I go to coffee shops a lot. So they'll flip the little like iPad thing right, around and right. say, they'll just flip it around. They won't say anything necessarily, but it's right there. And they're options. there. They can tell on what side you're going, no thanks, or you know, $3 tip or whatever it may be. And so you're like, 
there's pressure like which button do I choose I don't know and, and so there's that pressure and, and I guess this is just another iteration of that I've got one where you go in that same thing where they flip the screen over and you've got options it says 10%, 15%, 20%, yep. enter your own amount. Oh, well, very so nice. Go, Do you okay. even get a no thanks on there? Like, no, apparently it's like, how, about, how about just skip and just let me pay yeah. because you are literally taking two steps to the counter, grabbing my beverage or whatever it is, and bringing it right over me, over here to me. And do you get any salary? Because some people think, well, don't they get paid at all? It's different. I believe I used to manage a restaurant in Southern California. Man of many talents yes. over here, David. I believe well, something support had to support my acting habit. <laughs> so I believe if you're a waiter or a waitress and you are running around the restaurant carrying mm-hmm. heavy meals on a tray and delivering that to people, checking back with them, getting their refills and going back and forth and then clearing some of the dishes. And that's just on one table. You're doing True. this in your whole section. I believe uh, waiters and waitresses typically get under tipped. So I always try to be overly generous with them. But in this situation, what does the guy do? Take the suitcase and, all right, puts it on a conveyor belt? Correct. I think, oh, my yeah, goodness, it all manual comes, labor. It, <laughs> <laughs> it all comes down to exactly, like, what are they truly doing? And, That's and part of I, it. you know, if you have never worked in the, like, food service industry, get out there because you're going to learn a couple lessons. But waiters and waitresses typically got paid less than minimum wage. And so that Much they less. rely on those, you know, Cash the tips, tips to, yeah. to make it through. This day and age, if you're a barista at a Starbucks, you get paid like good wage. And then are you supposed to tip on top of that? Up to you. I'm just, it's fascinating as we continue on where minimum wage, $15 an hour. Also tip us. An insane amount in every industry. It's not just what it used to be for food service. It's any kind of service industry. Any, you know, if you get your nails done or your hair done, it seems to be a lot of industries where women tend to, to, to go in for <laughs> She business. said it. She said it's it. It's true. Like, you know, like if you, you don't get your nails done, I don't think, or, no. you know, you're, you don't go to a salon. You may go to a barber. No. Maybe you go to a salon. Your hair looks so nice all the time. But for a lot of things, yeah, we, every industry now you're tipping. And it's kind of like because we're in a, a digital age, it's so easy for them to just have that information. Oh, tip, tip, This tip. is feeding or this is fed by the entitlement age that we're in, I believe. And a little, little bit of narcissism plays into this. It's all about me. Give me her here. How much money do you want to give me? I, I think I'm great. Katie, what do you think about me? Yeah. Well, and, and that's, yeah, you're great. Wonderful. Wunderbar. So I think Which I, means I deserve a tip just We for all that. deserve some, some tips. I'll take that, right? All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> if you're a fan of the show, hey, we're not asking, I'm not asking for money. Can you just like, like, comment, oh, stop. share the video? Stop, stop. <laughs> Yeah, what is it? Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop. stop. Oh, wait, stop. this is go. Oh, anyway. All right. Well, for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting financially or not what we do. Until <laughs> but you're next, not obligated. You're not obligated. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.